Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through empowered love. And now your host... Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show and I'm recording from beautiful Patong Beach at Phuket, I'm still over here and today I'm doing a radio show on part two on being trapped, from trapped to freedom and this week's article is about responding to people's trapped situations and emotions and I just want to start by saying please know that my heart goes out to all of you because the loss and depression and anxiety and powerlessness that is symptomatic of being narcissistically abused is awful. Now the real deal for me to help you is for me to be a generator of the solutions. And this means reaching deep inside these issues and bringing forth the truth that will get you into your power center. It means accessing the truth that will set you free. And this is where my work differs because I know that just focusing on the issues and the pain without facilitating the vital shift up and out of it is never the answer. And my solutions are definitely not about ignoring the painful emotions and trapped feelings and simply trying to carry on as if they don't exist. And this is one of the greatest flaws of law of attraction that is promoted by many. That somehow you're supposed to just ignore the emotional trauma of what has happened and just be positive. Now this may work for certain things in our lives in some cases but very rarely does it work for the horrendous devastation of narcissistic abuse. During this radio show, I'm going to be answering certain people's trapped issues in ways that I hope grant you the understanding of the inner transformative experience that can release you from the stranglehold of feeling trapped, which will then allow you to be able to move into the freedom where solutions, inspiration and real change can be generated. And this is regardless of how painful, stuck and hopeless your situation seems to be. When we try to affect change outside of ourselves, we are powerless. In stark contrast, when we start generating inside of us the change that we want to see in our lives on any trap topic, Then and only then can our life start reforming in new and healthier ways. The people and situations that are no longer a match for our newly generated inner beingness start falling away and they lose the ability to act out against us. They lose power and influence and the aspects of life and people who match our truly connected inner power start showing up in their place. One of the grandest illusions is that we need to fight and control the things that bring us pain. Yet when we take the inner path of deep self-partnering and healing, we discover that the only thing we needed to fight and control was ourselves. 
we discovered there were aspects of ourselves that were unhealed which were allowing this disple these displeasing and painful events in our life and we realized that if these unhealed parts remain inside of us there is no amount of doing this with combat, fear, righteousness or despair that will make up for our unhealed beingness. We discover that life is happening through us on a quantum level. One of the simplest examples of this is if our inner being state remains traumatized, victimized and in despair, life via the narcissist and many other components will simply keep delivering more evidence of our internal beliefs about our devastated state. When we understand how belief systems operate in our subconscious, we understand point blank. Whatever I believe about myself, life and others is exactly what life brings to me. And this is unconditional, which means it doesn't matter what has happened up to this point, what is presently happening, and how those beliefs got there, they are generating the reality of your life to the letter. So what is our real job then? Our real job is to work deeply on our own beliefs regardless of what is presently happening, to become the change we want life and others to deliver. And in no way does this mean that we're just going to sit in a cave oming to make all of that happen even though I promise you this would be much more effective than trying to do something about it whilst your highly charged painful emotions are operating. What it means is that we dedicate to the inner work, we release the painful junk and we open up space for solutions. When we become an emotional match to the life we want to generate, the right inspiration, ideas and energy starts to emerge from within. Additionally, opportunities, support, synchronicities and solutions start to appear outside of us via life. And this shift occurs because the energy that we had tied up in emotional agony and survival gets released to become available for creation. And there is no comparison between survival and creation. The first state is powerlessness and the second state is powerfulness. Initially living life from the inside out is counterintuitive. We were taught to focus on what is and think that is the source of all of it rather than realizing we are in fact powerful energetic creators for good or bad. We weren't educated about the truth that the outside is only ever the symptom of the true cause, our internal beliefs. As humans, our programming was incredibly susceptible and often flawed because we were brought up by many unconscious role models whose belief systems were flawed well before ours followed suit. During this radio show and whilst hearing my responses, it's my greatest passion to bring through the truth so that you can access and develop your true power center and escape the highly compelling illusions of being trapped. Now please note, I, I can't respond to everyone who has posted on Facebook on last week's blog or 
by a private message but I have done answers that I hope can get really through to everybody via the following sections and responses and the particular messages that I did respond to. So here are the trapped situations and my responses. So the first one, I've called it, how can I find myself? And this was the, the post on Facebook. I am completely lost. I've endured over 20 years of lies, manipulation and cheating along with the verbal, emotional, financial, sexual and physical abuse. I feel like I've been raped inside and out. I gave so much of myself for so long, I don't even know who I am anymore. I feel like an empty shell, not knowing where to turn or what to do. How do I even begin to find myself? So this is my response. Please let me start by saying that what you have been through is horrible, especially as it has happened for an extended period of time. And when we're living with abuse constantly, it becomes our normal. And often in these cases, it isn't until the inevitable discard or something so big happens that we know we have to let go that we even physically leave it. A huge illusion we all lived is that people should treat us the way we treat them. And this is what we were brought up to believe, to hand our power over and keep others happy and give to them with how to be a loving, giving person. And often we believe that is, that is what was necessary to survive, trying to appease a person just so that we could retain survival and security. Or maybe we believed that eventually our giving and self-sacrificing would pay off and this person would see the light. These are some of the biggest illusions of humankind. And that's not how the system of life operates. People treat us identically to how we treat ourselves, which means how we really feel about our own inner security, our lovableness and our worth and how we show up within these beliefs. Your solution to find you is to dedicate to your inner world to release and heal every young part of yourself from childhood that believes you have to earn love and that you are not essentially lovable and worthy. Included in these beliefs are the ones that are limiting and stopping you from being the generative source of your own love security and survival directly with life. And as I stated in my article last week, these used to be huge for me and they were exactly why I would cling on, no matter how badly I was being abused. Then you will up-level these false beliefs, embrace healthier ones and integrate with your true self and find yourself. And you will understand that all of this has a much greater and higher purpose your evolution into freedom and you will realize exactly why this experience at this level happened for you rather than to you. So the next one, I put it under the heading, maybe our beliefs are generational and traditional. And this was the post. I came from a very traditional old school of thought, marriage is for life. Society will blame and shame. Women are blamed for any failures in their family, such as a woman makes or breaks the marriage. 
and man needs a firm hand. Thus, if he is wayward and womanizes, it's the woman's fault. She is not good enough. If the children misbehave, it's the mother's poor upbringing skill. If the family is poor, the woman mismanaged the funds and is not skilled to steer the ship towards richest shores. And society will tar and feather a woman who divorces from a good man, whose only vice is to womanize and occasionally hit her and verbally abuse her. So, that's painful just reading that out. Okay, so my response to that is, belief systems do this. They generate the validity of your belief to the letter in your life experience. So I suggest vitally getting inside your body, accessing these painful beliefs and evicting them out of your body and up-leveling them to something so much more self-loving and helpful. Otherwise, you will never be free to experience anything but these beliefs. You do not have to accept these beliefs as your personal life experience. Regardless of who else decides that they want to live these beliefs, and regardless of the evidence that life may grant, your personal experience has nothing to do with the outside. All of the components of life are poised to grant you the match of your beingness on the inside. If you continue embodying these beliefs, then you are right. They are your truth. And you can fight for your limitation vehemently, quoting any statistic, what is, or the history of women. And if you do, then you've just cemented that limitation. It's much more pleasant and successful to be a pioneer of well-being, a powerful emotional creator, not just for yourself, but for all others who cross your path. That's how we not only transform ourselves, it's how we contribute to transforming our world, including the previous plight of women, one person at a time. Okay, so the next one is called Deep Regret. And this was the post. I've accepted the truth as to what was done to the kids and I feel stuck mourning a life I wasted on Narcula. Because of the lifetime I can't get back and health now won't permit me that chance, I can move forward, but I still carry regret that runs deep. So my response is this. When you turn this outside-in approach of looking at what is with deep regret to the inside-out approach of accepting and acting on the truth, this happened for a self-healing reason. Then and only then, with self-dedication and development, you can release every, every, every part of you that is in the agony of regret, self-recrimination, judgment, blaming, loss, etc. Then you will start opening up space without the junk, the negative emotions. In order to connect to the inherent stream of well-being, then your emotional and then mental, spiritual and physical health will improve. Again, you can fight for your limitations. I've lost too much. My health can't improve. It's too late. And even more firmly cement these beliefs as your truth. If you choose to accept these beliefs, they will be your truth, without exception and without release. And life can only continue 
to disintegrate you rather than integrate for you. That's how powerful a creator you are. Or you can access your subconscious, get to the very bottom of those painful beliefs and release the negative charges out of your body so that these beliefs are just not your reality anymore. Then you will have room for healthier beliefs. We all have the power to create our life as devastated and we also all have the power to create our life as inspired, healing and expanding. It's a choice. Often when we believe we've lost everything and there is nowhere left to turn and we're in total despair, this is the best time to go within and self-partner. Because what is there? What else is there left outside of us to cling to? I know for me that was exactly what happened. When every other option no longer existed, I finally came home to me for the first time. What have you got to lose? You already believe it's game over, so there is really nothing but up from here. Once you commit to the inner work, you will start to gain inner courage, strength, and more motivation to keep going. So the next one is about feeling stuck in career direction. And this is the post. I want to break out on a new path. I feel this desire to find my true path and passion and make a real difference. The stuff I've been doing, which originally was my passion, is no longer satisfying. But I feel stuck in not yet knowing what my next step needs to be. I feel financially in need of the income, even though it's not really allowing me to live comfortably anyway. So my response is, with an energetic subconscious healing tool, maybe you are working with quantum freedom healing or not, or another tool, you can access the parts of yourself that are blocking you from the knowing and the expansion that you seek. You can release these parts out and free yourself from them. Truly, it is that simple. Whatever we have stopping us from flowing forward into a desired expression of self is a block we have within us. When we imagine the goal and feel in resistance to it, we can feel into our body and find where it is, drop into it and allow our unconscious, our subconscious, which knows and remembers everything, to tell us what this block is really about. We're all coded to understand how to do this if we start using a technique and a tool to self-discover. And it's exactly that tool that I implement into every one of my healing programs so that people can do that. When you find, release and up-level these previously limited parts of yourself and replace them with the freedom, expansion and resourcefulness of your higher self, which is your source connection, then you will organically flow forward and expand with somatic space, inspiration and even excitement. Essentially, you are now a match, if you do this, for the highest expression of you which is your already coded true self. Your true self totally agrees with and generates the calling of what you want to experience. Your desire is your soul saying, hi, yes, that's right. Then your organic desire and soul truth will allow in the inspirations, opportunities, cues, signposts and synchronicities for you to generate who you really are in the world. 
In other words, life will start bringing you the next step towards this truth. So the next one is called Too Scared to Meet Someone. And this is a post. I feel that although I've come a long way, I'm struck by not feeling willing to put myself out there to try and meet someone new. This winter was the first one in years that I did not suffer depression. That was mostly linked to my ex. Now that I finally feel good, I'm kind of stuck because I don't want to risk going through all of that again. So my response is, once we've up-leveled our previous dependent, powerless, young past, we know we can be open-hearted, trust ourselves, speak up and no longer suffer the handing our power over because of fear of rejection, attack or abandonment. And we no longer carry the survival fears that derailed us in the past. When we are a healthy, mature, adult, developed self anchored in our own body, we are love without fear, but it takes development. This is never about who can I trust. That's an illusion. It's always about our own development to find and evolve these underdeveloped young fears that we still carry. We may think that the narcissist was responsible for our feelings of being trapped, fearful, distrusting and powerless. But truly these pieces of us were already under the surface and were merely tra triggered up into consciousness by the narcissist. We were already trying to do life from the outside in and were unknowingly dependent on other people and things for our sense of self. It's just we were able to function up to this point like that. After the narcissist comes, the game is up because we need to face these parts of ourselves that we've been avoiding. The narcissist was really a divine catalyst showing you what you needed to heal. And the truth is this, if that person hadn't entered your life to help you heal, another person carrying the identical message would have. Your soul created this for you and not to you. Your dilemma means more work to do on self and the same is the truth for every fear blocking us from where we want to expand into, including self-love, love of life, and those two need to come first, and then love with an intimate beloved. Love is about fully opening our heart. It means being in love as the essential foundation of our life. It means that we're living in a state of openness, grace, gratitude, joy, and wonder with life and others. And we need to clear our fears to get there. When you fully mate with your own soul, then a soulmate will appear in your life as an extension of who you are being. So the next one is being narc addicted and devastated, which of course is very common. And I have three posts that I've included on this one. So the first, I'm trapped in the knowledge they had it all their way and have turned you into a shadow of yourself, feeling addicted to them and feeling like all options lead to painfulness, painfulness for self. Trapped that they have got us emotionally dependent to them, annoyed by discovering the gut feelings were right and I can't get over how absolutely hurt I feel over the whole situation. Hurt that he lied about loving me. Hurt that he discarded me and hurt that he is repeating the cycle with someone new. And 
I just could not believe what had happened to me. Truly shocking, heartbreaking, horrifying and soul shattering to find out my marriage partner isn't even a real person and has lied, cheated, betrayed and deceived me. So my response to these are, or is, I understand this one profoundly because I suffered addiction to narcissists as a total addict. Being addicted and devastated are horrendous symptoms of assigning someone as the parent to fix and heal our own inner young wounds rather than taking that on to become a healthy partner, parent to ourselves. If we are in this pattern, we have a tendency to attract abuse, cling to abuse, and we show up as powerless children, handing over our boundaries, our self-respect and our soul and we sign up for more soul disintegration in the process. That is until we commit to partnering with ourselves. Hopefully we reach the point where we've had enough of the agony. For me, like many others, it had become truly a life and death situation. To fully commit to loving, supporting and developing our own inner being. In all of the cases of narc abuse I've worked with, I know that people who feel addicted, still in love and shattered by someone who says they love me. I went through all of that too with NARC number one. Are in for the hardest of times. And truly this is serious. And there is a dire need to commit to the inner development work to break out of the powerless tendency to keep reconnecting and clinging and chasing and pining no matter how badly we were treated. Because it's soul destroying. I promise you that when you make it all about yourself and your healing and your development, then you will be able to step outside of these deeply destructive emotions and self-abusive relationship patterns. I know exactly how traumatizing that feels because I've been there. And now today in my life, I am grateful beyond measure that the narcissist took me to my knees with nowhere else to go because I certainly would not feel like and be living the life, freedom and joy I am today if I hadn't cleaned my inner stuff up. It was all divinely orchestrated and worth every bit of crawling and then walking and then dancing forward as a result of my internal self-development. My heart goes out to your agony and I promise you this, after experiencing and overcoming my level of powerlessness and deathly self-annihilating addiction to narcissists, I know anyone can heal from this if you commit with devotion and determination to yourself. So the next one is not realizing the evolution gift. And this was the post. I completely cut him out of my life recently. I'm 28. I feel like the last four years of my life, years that should have been my prime years, were a waste and a lie. I have nothing to show except that I'm a complete mess. And my response is, what you are dealing with here is resistance to the truth. The truth always sets us free. It's the resistance to truth that kicks us so hard. The resistance you have is non-acceptance of, this happened so that I could heal and evolve. If I can be really straight with you, as of course I had to be with myself after feeling like this too, 
life does not owe us anything. We can't get our life. We can only be it. Other people, narcissists or not, are not responsible for our lives. We are. Other people will only ever reflect back to us our beliefs about ourselves, others and life. No more and no less. This means when we've suffered greatly at the hands of another and then tried to hold them accountable for our lives, we need to take a deep breath, self-reflect and stop holding them accountable. We need to be clear and straight with ourselves. How was I being and showing up that co-generated this? What parts of myself were life showing me that I needed to evolve? What parts of myself were continuously handing over power because of the fear of rejection and abandonment? What parts of myself were not genuinely in love and were not sharing profound love for myself and life with another, but were really attached to someone else to provide me with my own sense of lovability, worth and security. This is about being honest with ourselves, not brutally honest, lovingly honest. Because if we don't start accepting the truth of what really happened, we're not on the field, let alone near the goals. And we have no ability to move forward from victim consciousness, which is the greatest impediment to healing, growth and recovery. The truth is we have stuff we need to clean up. Deep stuff inside ourselves that feels powerless and is not self-loving or self-generative. Law of Attraction is totally unconditional. It states, I love you so much I will grant you more of who you are being. The stronger the emotional charge, the more Law of Attraction responds with no preference whatsoever to whether the charge is good or bad. The system of life knows it's all good because it wakes us up to learn we are the creator, calling it all forth from our emotional belief systems. And hopefully, if we've had enough, we commit to changing who we are being and what we're calling forth. Your greatest goal is to find the way to release your pain and transform yourself to stop the emotional laden charges of. My life is a waste and a lie. I can't get those years back and all I have to show is I'm a complete mess because, okay, says Law of Attraction, you decided that, so be it. You are being it. Can you understand that life just delivers more of your being? So what is going to set you free from this self-imposed powerless prison? Stopping that and instead accepting the truth. This happened for me so that I could heal. Pain is inevitable. It calls us to self-reflect and evolve what we need to. Suffering is optional. It's the non-recognition of what the real purpose of emotional pain is. Your options are as clear-cut as night and day. Hang on to your personality's version or accept your soul's version. When we're stuck in the first version, that's the only trapped place that exists. We fight for our limitations and our victim story. We fight to stay trapped. We tell anyone who will listen how bad it was, what he or she did, and how ruined our life is now. And we even join groups where other people do this continuously too. 
And for all our self-proclaimed righteousness and reasons why we're victims, we just don't get well. And nobody comes along to rescue our inner powerless child because we were always the only person meant to do that. Or, on the path of your soul's version, you will make it all about your own evolution. You will partner yourself deeply and find every young part of yourself which feels powerless and dependent and not believing that she is free to be loved and generate more of that with life. Life has a ton of resources. And when we deeply partner ourselves, we open up to the expansive co-flourishing with life as enormous unlimited opportunity and potential. I promise you, even though you struggle to feel it now, many people have connected gloriously to the beginning of real life long after 28 years of age. If only, I say to myself, I could have had that truth shown to me at 28. You have it amazingly ahead of you if you align with the truth of your soul. So the next one, the heading is co-parenting. So this is a post. Feeling incredibly tied to and trapped by my ex nunc Co-parenting as a separated couple of a small child means that modified contact is still too much. His need to control, sideline me as a mother and gain supply still gets my cortisol levels up and I'm constantly waiting on guard for what will happen next, even though I repeat that module often. I fantasize, probably mistakenly, about how much easier no contact would be and worry about my son and his experience with the narc dad constantly. I just can't imagine how I'm going to do this without these feelings for the next 13 years. I feel no ties to him or any grief around our relationship, but I feel connected in almost a karmic way because of our son, and it feels like there's no easy way out. So my response is, I can feel and see the glitch that you're suffering here. You are working, not, which is great, it's fabulous, but you've missed the essential key and that's okay because hopefully I can help you shine a light on it. The narcissist in your life is offering you the gift of up-leveling, co-parenting or not. And it's a powerful and essential message. And this is why life and your soul has manifested the lesson in this way so that it can't be avoided. This is about going to the parts of you which are still in the beliefs and the powerlessness of he can control, sideline, gain supply and I have to always be on guard. What you need to do is feel into every angst on these topics that are triggered. What does this have to do with your young inner child who feels bullied and powerless? They are the parts you need to determinedly embrace and shift with NARP. And once you've worked on them, you can do the work on the fear around your son. I've spoken in length and even done a two-part series on how parents can help empower their children. You have the information and you have the tool, the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. You just need to apply it. That is how we heal. It's never about what he or she is doing. It's always about what is that young, underdeveloped part of me being triggered. 
Take your focus off the fantasy of being rescued from this. That is not your evolution path. That is just those young, underdeveloped parts wanting an easy way out. And it's not the answer and it's not going to happen. Because what would you have evolved if that was the case? When you up-level those parts, your boundaries will improve. You won't be triggered by his tactics and you won't hook in or hand over any more narcissistic supply. Then he will stop doing all of these things without exception. Universal law states, what is in our experience is a direct match for our beingness. And nuts only do the behaviour when they know supply can be extracted. And please be very sure, even emotional reaction without physically acting on it is still narcissistic supply because energy connects. When you shift your triggered beliefs, he will leave you alone. He'll stop using your son as a pawn and he will have to feed somewhere else, co-parenting or not. There are many co-parents in this community who are no longer affected, truly. But these are the ones who've taken on. What parts of me do I determinedly need to up-level? The parts you are triggering for me to show me what I need to heal. Your growth that is there for the taking is not just about co-parenting with him. It's about your expansion into healthy boundaries, being seen and heard and being confident and free in every area of your life. Despite the appearances of what is happening, this is the greatest gift your soul knows you could have. So don't shy away from it. Dive into it with full commitment and even excitement because it is going to change your life. Okay, so the next one is having to feel in and discover what the fear is. And this is the post. The fear paralyzes me. Example today, the pool pump guy said to get the paperwork for the warranty, I go into panic. Why is that? And my response to that is, this is an unhealed inner part trying to get your attention via this trigger. Until you go inside and connect with self, you could only ever guess what it's about. This is the problem with what we've been taught to do. We believe we can stay in our minds, try to think about it or ask other people. We look to the outside for our answers when they are within us. And of course, we just try to carry on avoiding our triggers, meaning we have to numb ourselves out with distractions or we can track back from life, hiding from anything that may set off the trigger again which is sort of really ironic because life's always just going to keep bringing us more to get that trigger exposed. Your life is unique as is your history. Only your inner being knows what young, scared, vulnerable, underdeveloped wound is causing you to be triggered. When you learn how to self-connect, feel into your body, know how to be in theta brainwave and access where that young, wound is being held and open up into it, your subconscious will show you what this is. Then if you have an energetic tool to shift it, such as quantum freedom healing, you will be able to release it from your body and replace it with the mature, developed, source version of this topic of your true self. Then that trigger will not come up like that again. 
and you will have evolved and expanded from that young underdeveloped part. Your beingness and personal power will have improved in relation to your entire life as a result. This is exactly what triggers are. They're a call to go inside and up level and this is why they are so precious and not to be covered over and avoided. So it is great that you asked about it. So the next one is unable to leave. I'm feeling trapped in fear to leave. This is the post. I know I am stronger than allowing him to control me. But it's like a paralyzed feeling comes over me. He has been physical, grabbing and throwing a TV at me, verbally, emotionally and mentally abusive. I can't stand to be here, but it's like I am. Frozen. So my response to this is, Again, these trapped, young, unhealed parts within you feel hooked, dependent and terrified about generating life independently. Most women suffer horrendous DNA survival fears without a man. There has been very little time for females to evolve from this. It was only a couple of hundred years ago that women literally could not physically survive, let alone prosper without a man. In many countries, this is still the case. Truly, it is a collective female powerless wound. But it can be and is healed when you do the inner work on it. Please know that people have been able to detach enough and work on their inner beings in order to be able to leave and others just left and then did the work. Naturally, the first version means by the time you leave, you're in a much more emotionally solid state and you're nowhere near as easily derailed. Yet it can be difficult to get the space to heal when living with the enmeshment of an abuser. If the narcissist will allow you to detach without violating your boundaries during the times you work on yourself, then it is possible. But this means when the narcissist is present, you have to detach. You have to get it straight not to hand over power by displaying anguish, powerlessness or trying to get accountability or trying to force the narcissist to change. Most of all, you have to resist trying to get the narcissist to rescue you from your own fears. You have to determinedly detach, do modified or even no contact, which some people do when they're living with a narcissist, I can assure you, they do no contact. And then work on yourself whenever you can. I did a Thriver story, I think it was last year, with a lady called Kayla. And I'll never forget it. Kayla left early, earlier in the mornings and she would sit in her car to do NARP shifts before work. And that's how she up-leveled enough to leave. And this is the difference between Thrivers and Survivors. Thrivers do everything that it takes to partner their inner beings. I will say this, if he is violent and you can't detach and have peace, then it's time to go. And the truth is, you will be in the terror and the white knuckling addiction when you do. Every survival and attachment fear is going to come screaming up for you. And that is why it's so important to face and work on these parts as soon as possible as soon as you leave. In regard to the physical decision, 
If you do decide to leave first, before leaving you need to think it through and exit in ways that can put boundaries around your well-being and ensure you can secure what you need before he knows you've left. And then you can commit to yourself full-heartedly into the inner work to up-level all of the emotional parts of you that could be susceptible to his antics, tactics, attacks and security threats, which is what narcissists do when you leave. Many of us left this way. We just had to get out, despite our total terror and addiction. And this is the most common way to recover. It is totally doable and the advantage is that you have the space to heal without the narcissist in your face constantly trying to derail you. And then of course the real inner work has to begin. So the next one is about a dysfunctional court system and this is the post. I'm trapped by a dysfunctional family court system. I'm only allowed to see my children two overnights, ten overnights a month and my daughter cries when secretly texting from dad. I'm forced to co-parent with a horrible human being who takes from me as much as he can. He threatens me with taking me to court constantly. He can't stand when I ignore his emails and show I am free from sub submitting to his bullying. He accuses our daughter of taking my side. When he verbally abuses her, while, whilst he verbally abuses her, I grew tired of the emotional war he waged against me, so I decided to change in order to positively change my children's lives and it is working. So my response to this. Your post is what many people face when dealing with narcissists, struggles with legal systems and co-parenting and all of the bullying, etc. High conflict personalities often use legal systems to abuse by proxy and to get what they want. That is wonderful that you've come inside to make the change happen from within first. Law of Attraction operates through us to affect everything in our experience. Struggles with legal systems are one of the worst ways we can continue to be violated. If we have deep charges of violation still coursing through our bodies. We will attract the legal personnel who exploit. The judge that rules in favour of the narcissist and all sorts of conditions within the experience that keep bringing us more abuse, loss and fear. I know personally I had to shift enormous negative beliefs about the system in order to start having much better experiences. My last confrontation with the law due to a fraudulent claim by a narcissist was easily solved and I was totally listened to and believed. Interestingly, the police officer had also had relationships with narcissists and we discussed in length the patterns of the cycle of violence and she could see straight away the truth of what had happened. Now I know I would never have had law of attraction lining up such a positive experience for me if I'd remained in my previous belief systems. In my earlier times, my own fears of authority and a deep shame of being wrong or caught out, which were childhood wounds, used to always mean my back was up against the wall and I was showing up in ways that made me look guilty. The situation you are in is different and of course extremely painful for you and your children, yet the truth remains the same. 
When we change our beingness, then the outer conditions will change to match our inner state. The great thing about working at up-leveling our beliefs through our body means we don't have to intellectually work out what our painful beliefs are. The system of inner work is far less complicated. All we need to do is think of our situation and connect to the painful emotional charge, the trigger, and then track it back through our body for the information and for its release and transformation. Then our body shifts into space and freedom and our brain neuron pathways also physiologically shift to a higher state of intuition, solutions and possibilities. And then the field, which is life, also shifts and starts delivering solutions. It doesn't matter how bad things have been, how wrong the system is, and how wrong its representatives have been, life has unlimited permutations and resources to shift, to clear the field and start replacing it with people and situations which are a match for your newly shifted inner state. Naturally, in situations that are highly stressful and traumatizing, such as legal challenges with NARC, the challenge is really all about how do I get my attention off what is and free myself emotionally, regardless of conditions, in order to become the change I seek. That's the real work. And it means much less time trying to react and formulate answers when feeling traumatized because the field will only ever bring you more of that. That energy needs to channel into doing the work directly in your body. It is normal and human to think, I don't have time to do this work when I have all of this to battle. The irony always is this. The times when we don't want to work on ourselves are the times we need to do it the most. It is wonderful that you're now digging deep healing and empowering yourself because that is the true solution for you and your children. Okay, and our last one is not wanting to be in life. And this was the post. I'm in constant battle and I struggle lately with voluntary solitude. I only want to stay home under the covers because I don't want to be out in life. I go to work and do what I need to do to take care of my kids and pay bills, etc but there's no pleasure in any of it. Something is blocking me from seeing a future for myself. I can see great things for my kids, but not for me personally. Everything is a trigger for me, and I constantly miss the good things about my narc ex-husband and the life we had together, now that he is living with someone else. I think about how we will never have those times, experiences again. And I try to thank God that I had the opportunity to love and to feel and to bring children into the world. But then the sadness and the emptiness takes over and I just, I just want to check out and forget because it's too painful. Does getting in touch with true self stop the longing and the constant remembering? My response to this is this. When we track the intense pain of longing and thinking all joy and, lo and love in our life is finished and so forth, we start picking up the beliefs and energies of our blocks to do with being disconnected spiritually from ourselves. Then we're able to start cleaning up earlier wounds that are not allowing us to be an organic source at one with ourselves and at one with life. 
then it is as if a blindfold comes off and we start seeing the truth very clearly. We deeply, somatically in our body understand how we have never felt truly connected or at one and how we were always in a constant state of emptiness and anxiety trying to get another person to give us our sense of self and how we were willing to put up with abuse in order to maintain it. Then we realise exactly why the narcissistic experience happened and why the inevitable agony of it was such a blessing because it forced us to come home to ourselves and heal. When we're far enough down the path, many things happen emotionally. We are relieved that we are no longer living a lie and we have no attraction, missing or longing for the narcissist at all. He or she becomes a messenger only of our wounds, a pivotal part of our journey to help us course correct, to create an authentic self and authentic life from the inside out. And we also have no desire to be inauthentic or to connect with inauthentic people. They just don't do it for us anymore. We recognize that arrogance is not confidence. Lies are immaturity. Materialism is shallow and unsatisfying. Bullying is total insecurity. And that lack of accountability is severe dysfunction and unconsciousness. These behaviors are no longer our reality. And we now have the ability to create a healthy life with healthy people. But it's not like we can just click our fingers and we're just there. We can't just logically decide we feel released from it because it's our emotional beliefs that are running our life. By the time we've experienced a narcissist and all of the devastation that goes with that experience, we have had a lot of painful beliefs, which not just led us there, law of attraction, but have kept us emotionally invested even after the demise of the relationship. When those beliefs, one by one by one, get peeled back and transformed, then we start opening up to the space and the truth of our real life. I promise you, if you do that process one day, you will look at who you were being and how you felt, and you will not even recognize that person. And you will be free, freer than you ever were even before the narcissist. So in conclusion, I hope that my answers to people's specific trapped feelings have helped grant you hope that there is a way to be released and liberated. A way to be emancipated from who you were being into who you really are. And as you've probably understood, the answer is the same answer each time. We have to become the change we seek. Because when we be it, then it will come. That is the key to your life. So I look really forward to answering any of your questions and comments that you post up on the blog post that goes with this article. And I look forward to your comments on Facebook about it as well. And please know, you know, it is always the same message. It always is the message about healing and living life from the inside out. And for those of you who want to understand my healing system that allows you to be able to produce that experience, I have free webinars which I do every two weeks and the next one 
is coming up uh, in by the time this gets out it's coming up around that time so you can definitely get into it and if you miss the live webinar you can get a recording of it later where you actually get to experience quantum freedom healing my healing system in person yourself so you can see all of the details of that on my blog which is blog.melanietoniaevans.com you will see that there's a sign up box there to get into the webinar and you'll also see that on my Facebook page so that's it for me everybody until next week and I'm going to go now and have a massage and a swim as I can in beautiful Phuket it's such a hard life so but somebody has to do it so lots of love everybody and much love and expansion and healing to all of you bye bye